Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we are here to talk all things anime, mangas, dramas, books, and all the in-betweens. So, let's start. What are you drinking? Today, I am drinking a barefoot rosé. It's the box rosé. It's like a barefoot box rosé. Um, I don't even know what the percentage is. Probably like 5% or something. Honestly, I don't think it's like strong. Okay. It won't be a mess. Oh, it's actually 10%. <laughs> it won't be oh, a wow. mess. Won't be a mess today like previous days. <laughs> oh, it says fun. it says one of these is equals to like three 5.6 glasses, 5.6 ounce glasses of wine. Okay. So I'm, I'm drinking three glasses of wine. What are you drinking? Well, I have actually just spilled what I'm drinking and it has such some of my cords here. But yes, I will tell you. <laughs> I am drinking Blythe's uh, Cowbell and it's the passion fruit punch and the flavor is American. I guess it's supposed to the style maybe is American sour ale. Okay. Uh, so it says passion fruit, pl- uh, passion fruit punch is a clean sour ale bursting with vivid tropical fruit notes. Passion fruit and guava are the stars of the show in this full-body fruit-forwarded tart punch to your taste buds. I will say I don't taste any guava and I don't taste any passion fruit in this. <laughs> and they have very distinct tastes. So I'm sure that if they were in here, I would taste them. It kind of tastes like maybe it's more Kool-Aid <laughs> that they have in this. And they Well, how much have, percent is it? It's like 4.8%. Mm-hmm, okay. So, um, yeah, I think it's, like, actually probably, like, Kool-Aid flavored, like, in the fruit part. And then, um, you know, just, like, whatever ale they have. And they're trying to make it sound fancier than it is. You know what I mean? It's not not great, but it's not, like, terrible. It just sort of is. I mean, I'll finish it. It's a bit sour. It It is definitely sour, though. So I will say it's definitely, like, that's where they excelled at what they were trying to accomplish. But the fruit? Like, there's not, there's no fruit in here. So, <laughs> that's, okay. that's it for I'm, me. I'm not a big sours person. Yeah. I think I got it for the can because the can looks kind of cool. And yeah. I didn't really think pretty about can. What was pretty in can. It. A pretty can always gets that. Always. <laughs> exactly. Like a pretty face. I'm easy like that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's start. So, uh, we are going to go to anim- animes and mangas. And I will admit, I did not read Princess Jellyfish Volume 5. So, <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I read Princess Jellyfish Volume, volume 5. I did. Well, I did not. Sorry, guys. Um, it's been very busy. Um, I slept for 13 hours on, 13, on the, thir- the Tuesday. So um, that's how my week's been going. Uh, <laughs> just been busy doing a lot of things. So anyways, uh, but I will start with what I watched. So I was looking for something very quick and easy to watch anime-wise so I'd have something to discuss. And I discovered that Final Space Season 3 was out. And I was like, yeah. I love Final Space. Um, It's actually been one of my favorite shows, like, ever. Like, it's just, you know how The Good Place makes you feel good and also Mm -hmm. is very entertaining? That's what what Final Space is. Final Space is just, like, the the warmest, happiest place that you could possibly be. Um, And it's so ridiculous that it's just 
it's even more relatable and more heartwarming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know what Final Space is, it's basically about this guy named Gary Got a Good Speed, who is like kind of slow, kind of dumb. You know, he's he's kind of like a typical male white lead. You know, and all the things that I complain about, but. <laughs> Where those male leads are, like, cool, and they're trying so hard to be cool that, like, they have no personality, um, and that's why everybody around them is so much better. Gary is actually, like, the heart of this 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 ragtime team, you know? Like, he starts by bonding with this guy named Avocado, who's, like, this cat who's actually initially there to kill him. Um, because, I mean, we're talking about, like, the universe and everybody knows aliens exist and all this stuff so like it's not weird to see a cat with a gun trying to murder you you know and then basically like he captures avocado ties him up and then they literally like he starts to bond with him and they become best bros you know and he finds out that avocado is trying to save his little his son little kato and they go on this mission to save little kato and gary's in love with um this one, this woman that he randomly met this one time named Gwen, and like he he creates all of these weird like movie sorry Quinn sorry, and he creates these like video like vlogs, to basically like vlog diaries to her, even though like she doesn't know he exists, and sort of every and then he meets this like little green thing called Mooncake, and who's like his alien who doesn't speak, he just says like boopity whatever. And basically, like, all these characters sort of, like, end up being connected, and they find out that there's these titans who are trying to break through from this prison that they're in to, like, from from this place called Final Space, which is basically where every anything that dies in the universe goes to Final Space. And that's, like, basically just, like, a resting place for all the dead things. And that's where all these titans are in prison, and they're trying to break free. And so, like, the whole thing is, is to stop you know, these demons from, these titans, sorry, from Final Space from coming through. And, like, honestly, I watched the first season thinking, like, oh, this is fun. It's, like, Archer, but, like, you know, everybody is not as, like, destructive (laughs) as an Archer. And so I was kind of like, okay, this is great, you know, like, whatever. And then, like, there's a twist in the first one where a major character dies, and I cried. I was like, oh, my God, why? (laughs) And... From that moment, I was like, okay, so basically this is like crazy things, crazy shit is happening, but it's with heart. And so I loved it every time. Like, it's one of those things that I can rewatch, rewatch, watch. And I just like, it's, it's so crazy how like, they'll be doing something super crazy. Like, um, in this, one of the things that happened this season was like, they got, they, they're in final space. They went to save Quinn because, you know, Gary's massively in love with her. So he'll do anything to save her. So they breach actual space to go to final space and they all get separated and they're in these caves and, and, and like Gary takes his shirt off and he's like touching the wall and Quinn's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, Shh, I'm trying to feel avocado. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's a bro thing, you know, because our connection is, is so strong. We, you know, like we can feel each other no matter where we are in the universe. You know, he's like, we're, we're that close. We're that connected. You know, we're like each other's, you know, pair. And she's like, um, I thought that's what I was for you. And he's like, eh. And he's like feeling the wall and then like avocado somewhere and he could feel him. And like, they're <laughs> in a meadow together and they're talking to each other. It's like, bro, I can see you. I can feel you. 
I'm okay. He's like, I can feel that too. And they like, and they, and Gary like adopts Avocado's son. So literally like the whole thing is about them being his two dads. And it's like not played as a joke, you know, like, you know, how you know, like, oh, it's gay. haha. That's sort of the joke. No, like it's actually like so heartwarming and, and like so kind of cute, you know, and beautiful. So I found out that there's a merger with TBS and some other network. And this was the last season of Final Space. And of course, Final Space ends when all is lost and there is no hope left. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this is perfect. This is the perfect way to wrap up garbage on earth, okay? <laughs> like, especially especially after I watched the video from the, um, the writer-producer of Final Space, um, Olin Rogers. He like put a video, like a short little video on YouTube talking about like, guys, you know, like I want to, you know, I thought that was something I needed to tell you in person, blah, blah, blah. And then he started crying halfway through the video. So I started crying halfway through the video. It was like a mess. You're such I, a cancer. <laughs> I can't. I was like sobbing, watching this man cry on his video, his eight minute video. It was like a mess. And so, yes, I love Final Space. I definitely recommend Final Space to everybody. Obviously, it's a cartoon. So, like, some people are not really that into it. They like live action things or they're purists or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think Final Space is what, like, I, I don't know how you can watch Final Space and not just be in a good mood. Sort of similar, as I said, to, like, The Good Place. Things that, like, make you feel things, make you think a little deeper, but also just, like, are just in a good mood yeah yeah like they're just fun like how i met your mother is just fun i don't care what anybody tells me seeing people I don't, everyone's like oh my god they ruined yeah. it but this i don't give a fuck i don't care i love it i still rewatch it all the time matter of fact honestly, i'm gonna start my rewatch again this weekend <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's really funny because like just a little side note I actually stopped watching it because I was. You thought that Barney and Robin were going to be together. I thought they were going to be together. And I've always been a Robin and Ted fan. I don't care what anyone tells me. You guys can hate Ted Mosby all you want. I mean, the guy is a bit of a douchebag. Sure, whatever. Very pretentious. But but I feel like a lot of the things that people don't like him for are the things that they are also about. You know, like, I don't think he's Mm. done anything. I think it's like a mirror. Like, they're like, oh, we don't like him, but you're the same way. It's the same thing with Ross. Like, I don't think that, like, Ross was honestly that bad of a dude. I don't think, I honestly, not us with the spicy taste, but I agree. I don't (laughs) think Ross is, like, as terrible as everyone says. Mm-mm. Sorry, I don't. I just think he's an easier target than say like Joey or or um Chandler, you know? Yeah. And like same thing with like I mean look at Barney. Barney fucks everything that moves. And you know, isn't like I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but he definitely schemes and plots to get these women, you know, who yeah, yeah. are consensually getting with him, but he is as I said, he plots and schemes to get with these girls and nobody says anything about that because it's funny and because he's played by a person who's gay, you know, like, okay, but Ted's the bad guy. Okay. Anyways, back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was my rant, my How I Met Your Mother rant. It's not sure how that found its way here, but it has. Um, I should rewatch it actually too, but I just remembered I gave the DVDs to my grandma. So I was gonna tell. Oh, I don't. It was on. I, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. But it's on Hulu. Oh. Mm. But you could check. You could check Netflix. Yeah. It might be on yours because you know Canada, <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyways, um, you did read. You read a manga. I didn't get to. Yes. Get to it, oh my god, I did. Oh, you know, I read. So I read a manga. It's called Sweat and Soap, um, by Kintetsu Yamada. 
Oh my god, I loved it. I really, really loved it. Like, it was, don't get me wrong, it was very weird, but I loved it. I gave it five stars. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was very short, too. Um, So, I'm just gonna read a part of the description because, like, I feel like it says a lot of, like, frivolous shit that doesn't make sense, that doesn't matter. But, <laughs> Ye's living her dream working at the toiletry maker Lilia Drop. Little do her co-workers know the reason she loves the company so much is that she's ashamed of her body odor and their soap is the only thing that does the trick. So when the company's lead product developer, a performing genius, approaches her in the lobby and wonders what that smell is, she's terrified. But could it be that he likes it? And even more surprising to, yay, does she like him? Question mark, question mark. So I just read, I just read that part. So like, Because that's basically the story, right? We have um, this girl, Asaku, and she sweats a lot. She has, like, really bad body odor. They teased her about it, like, throughout her, like, life, basically. And then she starts working at this company, and she uses all of this company's products to, like, help herself smell better. And then we have this guy, um, Kotaru, and he's, like, walking by one day while she's, like, cleaning up herself in the... um, in the bathroom and then he's like what's that delicious smell (laughs) he's like he's like what is this that smell it smells so good and then he basically i'm not gonna lie in the beginning it was like a little weird how he like accosted her and was just like you smell so good i need to smell you more like no no i work here like i'm the product developer and he basically just like like tell like it's like let me smell you more to help we're, like we're gonna work together like the more I smell you the more I'll develop like a nice fragrance and you use a lot of our products and all that stuff and so like he, spent, he spends like the week smelling her and then she's like why do I like kind of like this and then he like is just like so turned on by her scent that he like gropes her and then she was like oh my god and she like freaked out but then on this train there's like this groper that tries to harass her and then she um he comes in and saves her and he was like I just felt really bad that I tried to like touch you like that and I apologize for that and blah 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 and she was like no 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 you're you're actually a good guy it was just like me that I'm the problem and then they like she like takes him home and sleeps with him and I was like okay girl and then the next day she's like so awkward around it but at this point my man is like in love he is gone there's just like no help in him like she is the light that shines and so he like starts pursuing her more and they they like end up falling into a relationship right um and it's kind of it's like very like interesting because it's like he's like really like because she smells different when she feels different ways because she sweats differently I guess so mm-hmm. okay. the very first scent he smelled was her being so happy. And then like whenever she gets like anxious or like sad or is overthinking something, she, she starts to smell different. So like later on, I think it was like chapter five. Don't get me. Oh, by the way, they like had sex like a couple times. Like she was like, I was like, okay, girl, went from zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> um, Good for her. It's not, it's not explicit in the, the, thing it's kind of it's, it's more of like a fade to black type thing but not really you know what i'm saying like you know that they had sex and then they show them like the the like the art style like they kind of they show like the butt and stuff but like 
nothing like explicit. It's not like a hentai type mm-hmm. um, explicitness in it. <laughs> Although yeah. I did hear that there is a side story in which they do show the explicitness. So I will be searching for that. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, they go on like a date and he was having a hard time because he wanted to like smell her but then he was like I don't want it to be awkward and then she was so then like throughout but she was getting sad because he wasn't smelling her on the day and then at the movie theater he noticed that her scent was different and so he was like oh there's like something different like something's wrong what's wrong and then she, he was she was like saying oh no things wrong I'm just gonna go home now and he was like actually I, I've been wanting to smell you all day I just didn't want it to be weird because you know like at work it's like okay I can use the excuse of oh I'm yeah. trying to develop the product to smell yeah. you but like us being on this day I don't know like and then she was like oh but I've been I kind of wanted you to smell me all day and I was sad that you weren't smelling me and <laughs> and then brings her home and they had sex like three times in a night you know that because he says the next morning like wow he was like wow three rounds I thought that only happened in porn not that I would be needing to watch anymore (laughs) (laughs) and then he like takes her like she's like she takes a shower and she puts on like his shirt and then he in his mind he's like I wonder if she'll leave that sweatshirt here with me so that I can smell it <laughs> while she's gone and it is so cute because she was like oh I need like a bra and underwear and then I was like I swear I thought he was gonna tell her to leave the underwear too <laughs> I swear but he takes her to like get like the bra and he cooks for her and like she said something what did she say she was like like he would no he didn't cook for her she cooked for him because she he doesn't know how to cook and she was like cooking something and she got wet and she was like I'm getting wet and he was like can you say that again (laughs) (laughs) or is it like I'm getting wet or like stop making wet or something like that that he said and she was like can you say that again she was like go away so then the next day um you know like whatever they're like living in bliss and then the next day she like messaged him and she like she got like a forecast that said she was gonna have a bad day right her horoscope said she was gonna have a bad day Mm -hmm. and then she like messaged him and he didn't respond all day but he was like in a meeting all day and then she kind of like snuck around and saw and she saw him with his female co-worker and so then she started getting insecure about that. So then she got sad. So then when he was done with work, he looked at his phone and he saw that she had called her. And then he was like, oh, it's eight o'clock. Like she's probably home, but I'm going to call her anyways. So he calls her and then he's like, hey, what's up? And then she was just like, I don't really want to talk. And then she hangs up on him. And then the next day he like sees her and they go to lunch. And she's like putting on a smile to make it seem like everything's okay. But you know, he smells, smell. yeah, yeah, like she's like, something's different. So then he like sits and like, he asks her like, what's wrong? Like you, I know there's something wrong. And then like, she explains, like she just basically like, communicates to say like, you know, I was actually looking forward to you texting. And I, I do understand that it's not your fault. You were busy. And, you know, like they had like yeah. a really nice, honest, like open Adult conversation. about conversation. Yes, <laughs> and I loved it. Yes. I was like, it was so sweet. And then they like made up and then like in the, the last chapter she like was um doing something for work and she ran in she ends up running into that female coworker that she had saw and yeah. then that's how it like ends but like I really really like it like I was like cuz like I have it was the cuz uh I told you my 
Barnes and Nobles gave it the first like book for free. And oh, it's yes, the, the it's the ebook version that I have. But I kind of want to have like, I think I actually kind of want like the physical manga, to be honest. Like I, mm-hmm. I just didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, but I really, really liked it. Like I That's really good. did. And then like even the little bonus scenes that they have. So one of the bonus scenes was like the after sex, like the first time that they had sex after sex scene where she was like, I don't know, is this, or are we supposed to be like pillow talking now? Like, I, I don't know what to do. And then the second bonus scene was her buying the bra. And then she like he was like, how much do you, like, what's your bra size? Like, the, the lady asked, what's the bra size? And she was like, oh, a G. And so she gets, like, the G. And then he's, like, outside listening. And then he holds up his finger. It's just like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. I'm definitely going to read more of the series. I think... I think it's nine volumes currently. I think it's still running. I don't think it's over yet, but I'm definitely going to read more. I love it. It does. It is done. I only know this because I'm on the Wikipedia page. Oh, it is done? Okay. But it ended this year. So, like, it ended in January of 2021. How many volumes is it? It's 11. Okay. So, I think only up to volume nine is translated. Because I think think they said that nine was for pre-order for English version okay okay but yeah no i love it i'm definitely gonna read the series i i'm gonna try it i did check it's not on kindle um like unlimited or whatever it is it should be like the first volume should be on kindle unlimited i looked it up check it again i checked it on my kindle so maybe that's why but i'll check later um but yeah, I'm going to definitely try to read it. In- I was very shocked. Like, I really didn't, like, at the most, I thought it was going to be like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. But, like, I don't know. It just made me feel, like, so, like, smiley and just happy, you know? Like happy, like final space. Yes. I yeah. <laughs> it just made me feel so happy. I was just like, this is really cute. Like, I just didn't think it was going to be as cute, like, as it was. Yeah. And maybe it's because reading Princess Jellyfish where there's no romance and it's just. It's just yeah yeah i don't understand what princess jellyfish is really like i feel like it's definitely about loss Mm -hmm. but i don't really know exactly like what else it's supposed to be about because she's just like her finding herself but like yeah it's just like it's not as like there's not as many like funniness or cuteness or maybe it's because this is just so like it's just like it's such a weird concept and idea but i loved it like five stars I, I gave it five stars i loved it yeah, that's good that's really really good okay that's me well i'm definitely gonna give it a read in the future and let us move to um mickey's busiest section usually uh, <laughs> <laughs> dramas not I'll that busy first <laughs> because i did finish the devil judge i mean you put in the work to finish the devil judge so <laughs> i did i did i did and the thing is it's like it's not a bad drama like even with all my complaining and there was a lot to complain about i don't think it was overall a bad drama because it was entertaining mm-hmm. for the most part uh i think that definitely um Johan and Sana, like the two lead characters, they were definitely the most engaging and enchanting, especially Sana. Oh my God. Like she was just like, talk about turning, you know, like the worst life ever into like, and then being like the most powerful woman in Korea, you know? And like, 
ruling like in the position that I think is always best, especially for mm-hmm. women, which is like, you know, from behind the throne, you know, um, instead of being like the overt, you know, like presence, because, you know, men will always find a way to sort of like undermine women. So it's better, like if you are kind of like behind the throne, you know, and, and then obviously Johan's character where he was like, like his goal, I think it, like, okay, <clears throat> he, Jisung did a really good job and he made me believe that they're like in his character and what his character was trying to do. Now, I think that the show itself was kind of confused about what his character was trying to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because like he like the whole thing at the end was like he was supposed to, he was trying to make Korea a better country, but like he really was only in it for his own revenge. So it's not really about rooting out the bad seeds. It was more like rooting out the people who betrayed you kind mm-hmm. of, you know? And so that was one thing. Um, Gaon was like the dumbest fucking character I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. honestly, it was only in the beginning and in the end. In the middle, he was perfectly fine. Like he did, like nothing he did frustrated me. I mean, obviously I can look at Jinun's face all day if I, I need to, so it's fine. But like his choice, like he was so dumb. So, 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 so stupid. So, like, his, his, like, mentor was the one at the beginning of the show who's, like, you need to watch Johan. I don't know what he's up to, but I don't trust him, blah, 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 blah. So that's the reason, the whole reason he was supposed to be, like, this Judas character betraying him. But, I mean, Judas and Jesus were actually friends. So that's where they lost me with that kind of, like, I mean, they're trying to do a lot of Christian mythology or Christian religious, like, sort of um uh parallels and shit but a mm-hmm. lot of it it worked but it didn't i don't know it was fine um and so like at the beginning he's like you know <clears throat> he's spying on the guy he bugs his room he's like you know whatever and then he gets on board with him and they're like moving together because obviously we know who the bad guys are us as the viewers knew who the bad guys were from the beginning but now he knows who the bad guys are and he's like working with Gan and they're trying to do good things and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> his mentor is, like, still whispering in his ear, like, the snake in, in um, the Garden of Eden. And he's the dumbass who, after living at Johan's house, cooking the man dinner, <laughs> having time with his family. Like, this, like, when I say this man was there for three days and never left, I mean he was there for three days and never left. He went home to water his plants. And then he went right back to Gaon's house, to Johan's house, sorry. So... Like, after you're already living here, you know, you're with his niece, you guys are becoming friends, you know, it's weird that you look identical to his brother, but, you know, we're, that's never explained, it just is. So it is what it is at this point. And then all of a sudden, you know, his girlfriend dies, Su Hyun, sorry, and all of a sudden he can't trust Yohan, and he basically, like, goes back to his mentor, and then, lo and behold, Yohan did not set the fire, his, his niece actually set the fire that killed her parents. And he, basically the reason that he was trying to keep it away from people is that he didn't want her to know because she already like lost the use of her legs because of it, right? Yeah. He, he would rather her be angry and think that he's the one who, who set the fire than her know the truth and like never recover from it, right? Yeah. So there's that. And then basically he sort of gathers evidence that he that Gaon was also the one to, to who killed um, Suhan, 
and all this kind of stuff. And then it's like the big reveal is that Sana was actually behind it from the beginning. She was like Agatha all along. And she was the one who was who had his mentor basically set everything in, in stone so that he could rise above and be in charge. And I'm like, no fucking like what? Like we knew this. Everybody like even before the reveal happened, I was like, the only thing I didn't know that is Sana was like really like she she saw that he looked like his brother and she decided to to plant him there for that reason mm -hmm. um to use him as like a, a linchpin against him like that's the only part i was kind of like mm, maybe she knows maybe she doesn't kind of thing but the mentor like he kept saying things throughout the drama like oh i don't trust him but he's doing good work and blah, blah, blah. oh i still just don't trust him oh i bet he killed sana 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 and i'm like oh my god dude we get it you want him to believe that he killed Sana. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Like, sorry, Soon, Soo, I keep forgetting her name, Soohyun. We know that he killed Soohyun. Like, you, you want him to believe that. And that's why, like, they literally, there's a scene where they were, like, eating dinner or something like that. And he's like, I just can't get over, you know, the fact that Gaon probably is the reason that Soohyun is dead. I, I know he had something to do with it. And I'm like, bro, nobody was even talking about this. Like, <laughs> you're like, literally, like, it's like, oh, the sky is blue. Gaon killed Suhyun. You need to take it all the way down because I don't get it. Um, this is su su like super obvious. And obviously the reveal happened. And then like Gaon was like, oh, I want to die. And I'm like, dude, like if you had just jumped into a river like five episodes ago, we'd be fine. Like, at this point. like I'm not even like joking. And so like obviously he works towards like you know, saving the day and then like Gaon fakes his death and like the whole thing is supposed to be like he's supposed to come back if, you know, Korea is all like has shitty leaders at the top. But like at the end, Gaon is like this hero because he stopped everything and he stopped all the corruption and he rooted all these people out and blah 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 blah. But he's sitting at this meeting and basically nothing changed. And he says it to himself, like, shit, like we got rid of the bad guys, but now we're just put in sit the same people. Like, what? Yeah. So I was sitting there like, um, is this supposed to be a dystopian universe? Because yeah. I feel like this is just the world it is, you know, like, and it actually had like really, it kind of really reminded me of um, V for Vendetta, actually. Oh, okay. Like it got a lot of inspiration from that because the whole thing of like the president creating like a virus of some sort to bring in martial law and basically turn it into dictatorship. And then the fact like they, in that they, they, um, they use children in this. It's, it was more of a, like an Aryan nation sort of thing that they pushed about like being pure blood and having secret police, very just, just kind of stuff. And yeah. like, and then there was this thing where they had these farms where they put all, basically all the homeless people, like they rude them out because they wanted to give Korea this clean, pure image, which I mean, is not very far from the truth. <laughs> and uh, of what we've seen, you know, not as extreme, but like, you know, if there's yeah. ever a country that's into image, Korea is that country, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, basically they put these people in these farms and they were just basically testing vaccines on them and then when they would die they would sell like their body parts <laughs> off and shit like that like it was actually really really gruesome and, and like whatever but also i was watching it and i'm like but this is what happens right now like <laughs> what kind of like what part of this is a dystopian universe i was like did you not hear that they were protesting outside the met gala did you not see the videos like <laughs> am i the only one who like it's really crazy actually like 
talking about the the three things that I'm going to talk about today, basically, which were the, the anime final space, the, the drama Akma Pansa, and the book. Like, they are all supposed to be dystopian, you know, like yeah and they're not (laughs) like they're not at all and i think that the word dystopia is losing losing all meaning you know as we continue but uh so i finished i finished it it was all right um i thought that what they did really well obviously was the entertainment of the court system the live court when they had it was top notch um i thought that like there were a lot of twists that I didn't see coming. So I thought that was kept me on my toes in some ways. And I really, and they did keep the budget and they did keep the cinematography. Like everything was very beautiful. And the music was really good. Like they had like a lot of rock alternative kind of stuff playing mm-hmm. and it and, like for moody music. And I thought that did really well, like with the moments that we saw. Um, I did like, if there's failings in it, obviously I think the writing itself was very inconsistent and very, very, very convoluted in some areas where I was like, y'all didn't need, they did not need to do so many of the things I did with the story. Like yeah. in that way. Um, I think if they had kept it simpler, it would have been like better, not just easier to follow, but just like, like you, okay. You want to have things be a little bit complicated when you do twists just to keep people surprised but there were some parts of the story that either just didn't get explained or they kind of explained it but it was really complicated or they missed something in the explanation and they're like yeah so this is the answer but you're like but but what happened in between (laughs) and b to get to like okay um and then there's inconsistencies with the makeup and normally I don't notice it, but because they shot this in very particular light, it was like people went from Casper the ghost to like, <laughs> I've been working for six hours and my makeup is falling off. Like that, there was no in-between really. There was just mm-hmm. two. Um, and it was very noticeable with Jin Young, um, not just because I'd like to look at his face, but just because like, um, you know, like around like the hairline and around the eyes, that's mm-hmm. usually where like you start to see where the real skin is kind of creeping through. And that's what it just threw me off a lot of the time. Not going to lie. Um, Suhyun, my God, if there was ever like a shade of a character that then got shell, like got fridged, <laughs> I, I swear to God, she was the second female lead. I could not tell you if a bitch had a hobby. I could t- not tell you who her parents were. I could t- not tell you what she did on her free time. So what you're saying is Jin Young has a um, type when it comes to dramas that he chooses. <laughs> Literally. So this girl, every every single thing in her life is about him. Even the fact that she became a police officer was to protect him. Like, nothing that she ever did or any aspect of her life was for herself. We never saw her with any friends. We never saw her with, um, like, doing anything on her own, um, like, for fun. Even when she was out with a friend, who was a friend? It was Elijah, um, <laughs> your head's niece, you know? Like, and a, so she was a, like, this is a, one, she's like a teenage girl. Two, she only knows her through Gaon. So, yeah, she basically had nothing. I will say, though, <clears throat> the female, the other female leads in this, a plus a plus a yes. plus oh my god oh my god like i was like 
like I mean the men were really good obviously Jisung is never gonna like do a bad job obviously but I will say that um I think her name is Minjung I'm gonna look it up because I yeah really it's, Kim it's Kim Minjung it's Kim Minjung right okay yeah. good um like she as Sana oh shit like was just like she never had a wasted scene and like she did her and Jisung were really good with like really like subtle shifts like with your eyes and your your face and things like that um which like was crazy and then also to the actress um young nam jang who played cha kyung hui she was so good oh my god so she was the district attorney and she was corrupt but she was losing power she was she was more she was money she was power hungry is really what it was she wanted to be president she wanted to be she wanted more and the more that she tried to reach for more, the more that she lost until she had nothing left. And basically, she, like, instead of, like, cowering and following um, Gaon and, like, doing what he wanted, she ended up killing herself. Yeah. And, but the thing was about that was that that was really what fucked up Gaon, like, um, Gaon and um, Johan's plans. So she actually got the last laugh at the end. Because she was the only one out of their crew that went out, like, besides Sana. Sana also went out on her own terms. Everybody else got murdered, basically. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, like, the female actresses, whole out, like, and I'm not going to say that um, Park Yu Young did a bad job, because I don't think she did a bad job. I just think the I, it's just like, garbage. it's just, a, yeah, it's just the character. Like, the character, the character garbage. I mean, yeah. like, she was barely, like, a character, and then she died to give Gaon, like, the stupid disease or something like that because that's when he started fucking <laughs> up and, and then he was all like, oh, I wish I could die. I need to kill myself. I'm like, bruh, like, no. <laughs> like, calm down a little bit, okay? Like, first of all, sh- this girl has been in love with you since you guys were, like, in diapers, okay? You could have made the move and you guys could have been fucking all this time. You're the one with your dumb ass who said that you didn't want, like, you, you didn't want to ruin the friendship the whole time even though you were in love with her and you were kind of be like, when this is all done, I'm going to get with her and we're going to be happy together. Like what? What? Anyways. So I how much? Say, yeah. I was going to say the rating. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm doing it out of 10 or out of five. I can't remember what we do for dramas. Out of 10. Dramas are 10. Books and mangas books are, are five. five. Okay. Um, I would give it like a 6.75. Oh wow! Because damn the things that I enjoyed, I did actually like. As I said, there were a lot of twists. No, I just think six point seven five is so low. <laughs> yeah, because once again, it was so convoluted. Like okay, and like a lot of like okay, I watched like from episode seven to sixteen yesterday, and like a lot of that could have been condensed in like five episodes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't and so i was just like mm, you guys are making this long and complicated for no reason probably just to say that you you know it is long and complicated whatever um but as i said the things that i enjoyed i really did enjoy but the story was convoluted um the romance needed to be dead on arrival and um yeah it's just like there, there was too many things that I thought were not well done enough to justify even a seven. So okay, but Jin Young is still very, very attractive as as beautiful. <laughs> so I can't. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I can't. I'm gonna end this podcast right now. <laughs>
but so yes, let's get to your list. Yeah, I didn't read. I, um, I was gonna watch Hometown Cha Cha, um, but I just didn't have the time. I wanted to finish mm-hmm. that book today. So, um, yeah. me and my boyfriend Sunha Sunho, sorry, will um, be meeting up over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, I I don't know why you're like, oh, Nikki has a lot. I don't have a lot actually. Oh, how much is not a lot for you? I literally have two things. Oh, I'm surprised. That is no, I really don't because I I was just like super busy this week. Like, yeah, you like, know, yeah. I just didn't have time to really like watch anything. I finished Crush. So just as a um reminder, but I don't actually. I don't even think I need a reminder to you guys because I did talk about this last episode. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to last episode, then go listen to that right now. <laughs> but basically, Crush, you know, we have Wuyan, who wants to be a broadcaster. She does. She's like a psychology student, and she meets Nanshin who turns out to be like the secret, this secret um, songwriter Yi Jing that she likes. And they like, he's blind. They develop like a relationship. I was actually kind of pissed off. I, as I mentioned last episode, because I had not realized that it was a second chance romance. And mm-hmm. I think this is something that I've noticed that I'm noticing about me. And it's felt like it's, it's definitely trickling into like, shows and movies and books for me i'm not a second chance romance person i don't know what it is about it i feel like lost forever (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe i'm just like a bitter bitch and i'm like no no second chances for you motherfuckers or like i feel like there's very few and i can't even think of any right now that it's like oh it's a second i think it's usually because i the breakup is usually stupid i think that's what it is and I think if you're if I'm reading a, like if I'm reading or watching a second chance romance, if you have to, it has to be like a case of oh they were in high school together and one wanted to go live like one wanted to live in New York City and the other wanted to stay in the town ta- in their small town, mm-hmm. and so that's why they broke up or something you know like something like that I can deal with but I don't really need to like I I feel like with second chance romances I don't want to know why you broke up because it's usually stupid (laughs) yeah and so i feel like so like for me that's when this drama lost momentum for me right Mm -hmm. when we got to the breakup um because it was stupid like and also that's like their second breakup that you know of (laughs) i said because it's a second chance romance so that's the second broke breakup basically that you know of right well no 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 this is like the first it's like they're so for the first half of the drama, it's them, like, as, like, him has um, his, like, teacher and doing whatever, and, and this is her last year in school. Oh, uh, okay, so this is the first time. Okay. Yeah. And then they get to the But you know, like, sec- yeah, yeah, second yeah. chance okay. for the romance, yeah. And so then, and then they break up, and then a three-year time jump happens, and so uh, then the, the other, sense. like, eight episodes are, like, them finding their way back to each other. And it was just, like, honestly, I just got, like frustrated by the whole like it was just stupid like he so basically what happened was you know they like she basically like wears him down so for the first like half of the drama she wears him down and they start dating and then he starts like changing who like tries to be more accommodating to her but he has a lot of hurt and pain right because his father um 
his father like kind of abandoned him and his mom died on his birthday and like he was blind like that's how he lived his life right as a blind person and then so he had like a lot of like anger and hurt and shit that he needed to work through and then she was just like a doormat in that she just needed like everything was okay but like the thing that pissed me off was like her like like they tried to make it seem like oh yeah she chose him over her family which she did she was very much super into like him and trying to be with him her mom was like you know I don't want you to be with no blind man like he's handicapped but then she and then she finds out like oh he's actually like super rich and then she started feeling insecure about that the fact that he's rich and I'm like bitch just take his money what the fuck is I don't understand that at all okay like okay unless you're like you know it is like a huge jump and you're finally at like you're at fancy dinners where people have like five different spoons like I'd understand that a little bit more but just being uncomfortable because he's rich what like how does that change his personality like she's like i don't see she's like i don't feel like i don't feel worthy of him blah 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 and then like she and him like they got into a fight right so like her and her mom got into a fight because her mom came and was like i'm bringing you back to or like hicktown in wherever whereverville that she's from and she was like no i'm staying here with him and then her and her mom get into a fight and then the mom like tells the father i forget what she tells the father she tells the father something and then the father gets like a brain hemorrhage pretty much and like ends up in the hospital and then she doesn't tell her for like three months basically she doesn't tell her at all that the father is in the hospital and then she finds out that the father is in the hospital right but then like one time she like the mom calls the phone and he answered because like she went somewhere and then the mom was like you're blind you're worthless you're not worthy of my daughter I don't want you with her blah 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 drag her for filth and then he asked like oh how do your parents feel about me and then she was like oh they're they love you there's nothing wrong there so like that's always like already that's that lie right there right and then, like, when she finds out that her father is sick, she tells him, and then he is like, why are you lying to me? I know your parents don't like me, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, I can't deal with this, and just storms out. And I'm like, you guys are so annoying. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, it's so stupid. So then she, like, goes and is, like, taking care of her father, but then her father is like, you know, you need to, like you sh- you should like forgive him and be back with him and blah 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 and the mom's like no and then he his father ends up like getting liver failure or something <laughs> so then his father decides to don't do- donate his cornea to him and so he instead of him going to see her like for her father because her father is sick he went to see his father and she got upset about that like oh i'm always putting him and thinking about him and he's not thinking about me and i'm like you guys are so fucking annoying <laughs> like <laughs> so then they like get into one like they get into like this one final huge fight in that she went to see him because she found out like you know that he got like I think he fainted or something from his father like because of like his like the stress of his father or whatever so she went to see him and when she went to see him her father died and so then it's her it's his fault because she went like is how is that his fault one how's that even your fault two your father told you to go see him so then that's like their final breakup is that she realizes that he is so selfish and only thinks about himself and doesn't have time for her and I was just like, you whatever, okay, sure, <laughs> whatever. 
And then she's like, I never want to see you again. And then like, it shows that she goes back to school and like is trying to get her graduate and was like working at a radio show. And then he's respecting her wishes of not wanting to see her again. But then he writes like one final song and titles it Crush. And it's like dedicated to her. And then he gets the eyes and he like becomes like the CEO of his father's company because now he can see. And then we get a three year time jump and her best friends are like married. And it's just like, it was just so stupid when they meet again. He was like, oh, my God, that's how she looks. She looks so beautiful. And then she was like, I don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, she didn't even put up a fight, really, to be honest. Like, she's like, I don't want to see him. I'm, I'm over him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you over him, though, sis? But okay, whatever. Long story short, um, it was like it, it had the elements of being cute. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of cute moments, but the the conflict and the friction, and then like the semi stalkerish behavior that he got into once they meet again, when once they met again, was just not my cup of tea. I don't know when I'm gonna rate it yet. I'm yeah. probably leaning towards like a seven, or to be honest, but I I just ended up being exhausted by it. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't make me feel as good as it did in the beginning. Okay. So that's how I feel. And then the next drama is Lovers of the Red Sky, which I'm still loving. I will say, so I'm like six episodes are out at this point in our recording. By the time this is posted, it will be eight episodes, but obviously we're recording, so it's six. Um, So (laughs) within those, like within the last four episodes, basically what happened was he, like Ma Wang took over um, his body and he finds out that he realizes, oh, Chung Hee has my eyes. And so then they like, it's like a like the the uh the goddess tries to protect her. And then you find out that like there's another like spirit that protects the woods. And he was about to fuck up Mawa. I can tell you that much. But then the goddess was like, no, save his like, we have to wait because it's not time yet. We need to trap capture him or whatever. And so yeah. then she like ends up saving Haram, like the the she ends up saving Haram, brings him into a shed and is like taking care of him while he's safe. And she goes back to get a physician, and then she like runs into like the prince as well. Um, and then she like it was so stupid. Like her and the prince had like this altercation in that he was like trying to tell her that he's the grand prince, and she was like, "Yeah, if you're the grand prince, then I'm your consort." And then she eventually does find out, oh, hey, he is the Grand Prince. So then the Grand Prince obviously is like in love with her, love at first sight for him. Because he's like, who's this bold, beautiful, brash, not like other women girls? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. And so then like, you know, um, basically like there ends up like her father falls ill again. I'm kind of not a lot of because there's a lot of like frivolous shit that happens that doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters, but not really. Um, but her father falls sick again. And so she joins this competition this painting competition to um become to to like become the best painter because she heard that the prince will give money to the winner or grant them a wish and then it turns out that like she needs this type of medicine that's only specific to the royal family and so she goes to get like that medicine so she goes to try to win and she ends up like getting disqualified the first round because she he the prince found out that she's like the imitation artist that's been going around painting and like selling thing imitation art of like 
really great great painters and so he was trying to get her kicked out but then one of the guys from the painting bureau was like she is the divine painter that we need because i don't know if i mentioned this but basically like they need a divine painter to paint a portrait of the king so that when mawan goes into the king the painting takes the he can that he then goes into the portrait and is sealed forever because that's what happened like 19 years ago was that like well actually 28 years ago if my math maths 28 years ago he was sealed into the portrait and then 19 years from then um the greedier grand prince because like so there's a prince consort and then there's two grand prince and the crown prince he want like the crown prince is like weak and feeble one of the grand prince um i forget uh i think that one's jo jo young jo young um yeah, Juhan. So the, that grand prince, he wants to become the next king. And so he's the one who broke the seal on Mawang. But the um, Samsheng already anticipated that happening. So he she put the seal on to Haram. And so then that's why Mawang got sealed in Haram. And Haram ends up losing his eyesight because she took... because. Um, Mawang's powers is via the eyes and so she took the eyesight from Haram and gave it to Chang'e because Chang'e was blind when she was growing up because that's what Mawang cursed the family to be, right? Okay, okay. And so then um, now 19 years later, they're like, they need her to be the divine painter who who paints the portrait and captures the spirit. And so that's basically like what the whole story is leading up to, right? Is for Haram and Chang'e to join forces to take down Mawang. And so um, she ends up getting saved and then wins the competition to no one's surprise. And whoa. now, uh, huh? I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I won't lie though. Like she was kind of getting on my nerves. So there's like a little few things. Like I'm still getting me wrong. I'm still loving it. S still pretty good. Still very into the story and what's happening. Because even at the end of episode six, me myself gasped. I gasped out loud because like she like you know she had finally got what she wanted and she had got the like the prince said he was gonna give her the medication right so that she could. Oh, Haram ha he has like his own other revenge side plot going on. And I really don't give a fuck about to be honest. Um. <laughs> But then her father like enters the compound and he sees the prince Johan, um, Johan, and he like tosses the his paintbrush at him and I was like, Mawang, evil, evil. Because like the father is mad, right? He's like um unhinged. And so I gasped. I was like, no, because like you know they're gonna kill him because yeah. he just offended the prince and that's when the episode ends and i was like no i was literally like my heart was thundering i was like <gasps> but so far so good still liking it but the, the issue that i have is chungi is kind of dumb like she kind of stupid not gonna lie because she gonna be like this man is like oh you know i like there were so many signs that pointed to the guy being haram before like you know they confirmed that it was haram or whatever and she was like is it really haram and i'm like hmm his name is supervisor ha he just said that he wanted you to paint a memory that is exclusive to the two of you they say that he lost his sight the day that he was um sacrificed at the water fountain which you were there for gee i wonder could it be him like girl come on <laughs> I, was I like, hate when they make people stupid for like plot purposes. 
Right? And then, so this is, like, just one, like, small pet peeve that I have about the show is, I and I know it's just the writer that is that says, like, it's in the script, but they have a lot of pauses between, like, when like when they're talking about something, and it pisses, like, it just irritated me that there were so many pauses. Like, for, for example, in one particular scene, um, he asked her, oh, why did you paint the boulders to be black? Like, they're usually white. And she just, like, looks at him. And then I was like, say something, you dumb bitch. And then <laughs> it's funny because the what, her, like, headmaster did the same thing. He was like, say something like just like say the reason and then like she's just like 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 she would like say something she'd be like oh it's because it's because (laughs) it's like spit it out like it's just like and that's like that's like something that i'm noticing with the, the the way that they're choosing to deliver dialogue and i that is definitely gonna irritate me the more i watch it if it stays consistent but Still, still liking it. Still digging it. We'll be keeping up with it, and that's me. So, um, books. books. That was actually a lot shorter than I was expecting it to be, too. So there you go. Um, it's because I have so many books. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Okay, that makes sense. But okay, whatever. So we'll talk about books. Um, do you want to go first, and then we can talk about the book you read today? Yeah. Last? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, I always read more books than you do. So, And you only, the only books you read are the books that we read together. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So let's see, guys. Let's let's count how many books I read, including the one that we read together. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine books. Um, About, I think, three or four of them are novellas. So they're only, like, a hundred pages. So they were very short. Um, overall, they were actually all very short. I think that, let's see, I think the, the longest book, the longest book was by, it was definitely the one we read together. Yeah, all of them were literally less than 200 pages. Except for like, okay. All right, so we're going to start in, as usual. You know what? No, let's switch it up. We're going to start with the books I like first. And then we're going to talk about the books that sucked. So, my favorite book that I read was is called Me, Moth. It's by Amber McBride. It's a debut YA novel in verse. It's a coming-of-age story and a ghost story. Um, okay. So... Those go together so well. But yes. I'm just going to read it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read the description off Goodreads. And the reason why I'm doing this is because it's going to it's gonna be so hard to explain this book without giving away a lot of the book so I'm just gonna read the description you know what I'm saying because I actually don't want to give this away because I want people to read it because it's really good um Moth has lost her family in an accident though she lives with her aunt she feels alone and uprooted until she meets Sunny a boy who is always searching for his root if he knows more about where he comes from, maybe he'll be able to understand his ongoing depression. And if Moth can help him feel grounded, then perhaps she too will discover 
the history she, she, she carries in her bones. Moth and Sani take a road trip that has them chasing ghosts and searching for ancestors. The way each moves forward is surprising, powerful, and, un and unforgettable. Here is an exquisite, exquisite and uplifting novel about identity, first love, and the ways that our memories and our roots steer us through the universe. Okay. Interesting. It was, it was, it was very lovely. It was okay. so lovely. I gave it... Um, I, overall, I would say it's a 3.5 slash 4 star read. Okay. But I gave it 5 stars because of the twist that happened. Because it pulled me out of thinking that this book was just okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. like, all along I'm reading this, I was like, yeah, you know, this is nice. Like, this is a nice book. Like, it talked about, like, it incorporated, like, hoodoo and navajo practices it did a lot and i was like very impressed by like because it's a verse novel and i realized that i've been i've really been loving verse novels lately mm -hmm. um and like i like the way that like she like the way the author expressed like certain things and like the way she said like like um the way she expressed moth and stuff and then when the twist happened even though i kind of like i kind of knew it but then it didn't, it wasn't the way I thought it was going to go. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And honestly, that the twist is the reason why. Like, it was really good. Like, I can't speak on it because I really don't want to spoil it. I know usually we're a very spoilery um, <laughs> yes. podcast. But for this in particular, because the twist is so good... And is such a huge part of the story. I can't spoil it. But please, guys, do give it. It's a debut novel by Amber McBride. Me, Moth, go read it and love it. It's a very, very good book. And so then after, um, well, this is not in order because I read some of these all over, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, <laughs> the next book that I read that I liked, which I gave for a star, was Guarding Temptation by Talia Hibbert. And so if you notice at the end of um, The Roommate Risk, there was like a snippet for this novella. I did and, <laughs> Yeah. So there's a snippet for it where um, we have these characters, James and Nina. Nina is like young and reckless. And James is like her kind of like protector because he's her brother's best friend. And Nina's been like in love with him forever. And she's trying to like fuck him. And then they have like a moment and he decides like, no, I can't be with you or whatever. So then um, then we like fast forward to the like we jump like a couple weeks in the future. And basically Nina is like a very loud activist. She she's very like in your face about a lot of things and she ends up kind of getting doxxed. And so she has to kind of mm -hmm. go live with James. And that's like their tension work together type thing situation um and so then like you know you eventually find out that both of them feel the same way about each other and it was very it was very short um there wasn't really much to it um it reminds, I, it reminds me of the roommate risks like story yeah wise. yeah okay. yeah it was so <laughs> The reason why it got four stars was because <laughs> Rahul and Jasmine made a guest appearance. 
<laughs> and that's the only reason why I gave it four stars. So how like, are they even connected to this story? Um, so when she when she like ends up needing like a lawyer, um, she goes mm-hmm. to Jasmine's like place, and then they kind then they they like talk about that as well as hang out separately, and then she's like. Oh, James, did you know that Rahul and Jasmine have been friends for a long time and they risked their friendship to be together? Like, basically, like, dropping (laughs) in. And, uh, yes, that's the reason why I get it four stars. Like, don't even, like, I'm a weak person. I just love Rahul and Jasmine so much that they bumped this novel up from being a three-star read to four stars. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was fine. Um, didn't love it as much as the roommate risk, but it was cute. The next thing I read was The Witch's Wolves by Ella Mae McGregor. So um, there's this blogger, booktuber that I really, really like. And she reads a lot of like romance. And so she read this and I was like, I'm bored. Let's see what it's about. Because, you know, people are very into monster lately. But it says that it's like a red, it told me it was a red, like a little red riding hood um, spin, okay. right? Yeah. And so, you know, I thought, yeah, okay, it's going to be, it's a little red riding hood spin. Um, Did not know that the wolf, I like, you know, when I, when I'm thinking, which is wolf, I thought it was like, oh, Red Riding Hood and the wolf are like wolf shifters, you know? So it's men who can shift into wolves. No, 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 no. It's wolf men. Um, Yeah. It's monster porn. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. So, I'm like, because when you say wolf, like, okay. So is it a actual wolf that speaks and is upright? Or... Uh, I mean, based on the description... I would assume that that's kind of what it is. It's like he was very furry. They it was a it was a threesome book. Um, of course it was. I mean, <laughs> like, but okay. So, but then the threesome was not with the sh- the the shepherd boy or whatever, and the wolf. It was with two wolves. It was all three of them. So it was it's two wolf men and Little Red Riding Hood. Okay, I mean that's a twist on the original, <laughs> but sure. Because um, like they okay. like because they both loved each other, and then they brought her in and loved her too. And she's she loves everyone. She fucks. She was like, I fuck everything. I'm a heathen. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah. 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 I mean, I gave it four stars because you know what? It was kind of cute. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it was kind of cute. Like. The way she was, the way Manon was like, how she never felt accepted, but like she immediately felt accepted and cared for when she got with these guys. And then the guys really treated her so well. You know, the wolfmen, they treated her really well. Um, the sex scenes weren't as spicy. Well, I mean, they were spicy, but I think I just couldn't get the idea of it. Like her, the way they were like fur all over his face and chest. And I was just like, mm. you're like romance i can do the rest of this yeah (laughs) yeah but i gave it four stars because it was actually really cute i was like very shocked by how like oddly cute it was so that was that and then we have 
Party Favors. This is another book that Mina read, and <laughs> why I read it. Um, and this one I gave four stars as well. Damn, I'm starting to feel like I might be getting a little soft. What the hell? <laughs> Anyways, I gave this four stars. Um, basically, so this is a series. It's it's called a So Over the Holiday series. Um, but for some reason, I started at like the last book in the series. Because, like, she talked about all of them, but, like, to me, the last book sounded the most interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first, like, the first book Are you putting was... a pen again? I am. I'm sorry. It's such <laughs> a bad habit. <laughs> but, all right. So, the first book had, like, um, I don't even know. I didn't read the, I didn't read it. I know the second book had, like, the gay couple. So, I thought I was going to probably go back and read that one. And then the third book had another couple. But, anyway, so the fourth book had a gay couple, but it's woman love woman so it's a part of sapphic smutty september that i read this as well so basically we have um these two girls amanda and ren and they are like best friends but they met over the internet and they've been best friends for a long time and like they talk about a lot of things to each other or whatever and so then amanda is like kind of like she's like the heiress to like a company I think it's like a disco ball company or something and her mom has made so much money (laughs) (laughs) I mean apparently they're really rich and her mom has been like setting her up on dates and all kinds of stuff and then Ren like she's just like a good time girl right she's always doing like fun things going to having threesomes orgies and all that and they um Amanda was just saying how like she doesn't want to like she doesn't want to spend New Year's Eve she's never had a good New Year's Eve is what she says and so then Ren was like you know what it's time for us to finally meet so they had like a friend who got like to stay at like this ski lounge and they all like she invites her to come so then they she comes and it's like love at first sight basically even though they knew each other it was just like seeing I guess seeing each other in person was like what gave them and so they they kind of were like tiptoeing around their attraction for each other but then they ended up deciding you know what like let's just have fun these like three days that we're here and Ren has like a catalyst of freaking toys and they go to town honestly this was the smuttiest <laughs> like woman love woman novel I've ever read ever like I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> like I was like, okay, it's that kind of party. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was cute. It was really cute. Um, I liked it. I gave it four stars. I thought like, like, um, it reminded me. So I have like these two friends, Kayla and Laura, and it reminded me of their situation because that's kind of how they fell in love as well. Like yeah. they met on Twitter and slid in the DMs and now they're married like it's just so interesting so like it reminded me of their story and i really liked it so i gave it four stars yes next uh (laughs) wow i feel like am i turning we're turning into like a book podcast but anyways next up it's all on you it's all on you (laughs) next up we have books one and two of the half blood academy um so it's a series by Meg Jume X. I can't, I don't know if this lady is Asian or not. Don't know. I have no idea. But basically, it's the story of this girl Marigold, 
and she is like a human quote-unquote human so she's like a human and she is brought to this um school because like in this it's a it's like a it's a fantasy right so in this society we have lucifer you know what's funny I said to myself, Nikki, you're probably not gonna remember anything about this fucking book. Um, <laughs> because there's really nothing to remember. But um basically it's this society, and in this society, Lucifer and the gods went to war. And so they um after the world got split after that. So there are certain portions that got split for certain things. So the gods own some part and then demons are walking the earth and then the demons are like trying to kill people and then there are shifters and witches and all that. So all kind of mis- uh, like paranormal creatures are around. And so she's like a human and she has a pack with this um, shifter and a witch. And then this guy comes over. Oh my God, I wish I could remember. To- Hold on, I wrote down notes because I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it's just like, you know when things are just like very forgettable? Yes yeah okay so (laughs) so there's then this guy comes over axel and he is like the demigod of war and he notices something about her and he's like you know what we're taking you to half-blood academy aka half-death academy because the students if you don't have any god like if you don't have god power in you you died during the blood trials, right? So and why is he bringing... Because he sensed something. He sensed that there's something in her. This whole time, Marigold is like, sir, I'm fucking human. Like, you're trying to kill me. Like, you want me to die. Like, there's nothing in me. I'm a human. This is... I am just a human. I am no special bitch. But come on, Marigold. You should know you are... The chosen one. The chosen one, like you are the you are the girl of a YA. Well, this is not YA. This is upper YA, new adult, because she's like twenty. Uh, this is important because you know they fuck in the books. Uh, yeah. But you're the hero of this story. You have a lavender hair that grows naturally out of your head. That color, like, did you not think you were special, girl? Anyways, so he brings her, and they they go through this like ceremony. And she survives the ceremony, but like in the ceremony, it kind of like marks you, I guess. Like you're supposed, like it, it's supposed to tell you like which goddess line or which god you descend from out of the twelve gods. And when it was her time, the flame like attacks her, and she like ends up being oh, this is important. So the main reason why Axel, why Axel also brings her, is because she was she did not bow to him. And he thought, ooh, this makes my cock hard. She is super special. She is not bowing to me. That's the one of the main reasons. So then he brings her there, blah, blah, blah. She gets attacked by the flames and then Axel like holds her. And then the other um, demigod, Zach, he's the demigod of mm, Sky. So Zeus, that's Zeus's one. So demigod of sky, he holds her too. And then we have Paxton, who is the demigod of the sea. Honestly, the descriptions, he sounds like the hottest one. He sounded like the one I would like because like the other two were like blondes. And I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the other one, Hector, he he had like wings. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into that. 
but Paxton, he sounded sexy. Like he sounded, he was like very chiseled with like silver hair. And I was like, oh, I can imagine that like long flowy silver hair, water guy, you know? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it makes me think of um who's the character? Um Malachi <laughs> or one of you know, um on Sailor Moon, the last guy who's like um from the first arc oh, and he had yes. the silver hair and he was like He's supposed to be tied to um, Mina, like Sailor Venus's character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But the problem is that her and Paxton, there's a huge enemy to lover situation going on there to the point where my nigga tried to bully the shit out of her. Like he was bullying the shit out of her, tried to succumb to her. But you know, she a bad bitch. She don't succumb to no man. (laughs) And she almost dies. And then Hector swoops in and saves her. And she has like like fairy tale because Hector, you know, Hector is like the mysterious he's the he's Lucifer not Lucifer, um Hades's son. And he is like the old I don't it, girl this book this book is so stupid um, but, but you read both books like well no actually there's five of them right and I said to myself so after I read the first one I give the first one three stars um after I, I said to myself oh I'm just gonna keep reading it until I get the ick right I'll, I'll just stop once I get the ick and so then I read the first one and then I read the second one and I was like oh you know it's not that bad I haven't gotten the ick yet I'm gonna keep going but the minute I took up the third book and I read the first chapter I was like oh I have the ick I'm not I'm that's it I'm not <laughs> read anymore <laughs> it's because so the first book literally nothing happens Nothing happens in these two books. Absolutely no fucking shit. Like, the only thing we find out is that she's special because she is, like, um, half demon, half god. I thought, when I, when they said that she had all 12 of the powers, I thought they were going to say this bitch is, like, Pandora or something. No. <laughs> she's just a half god, half demon. Like, Lilith is her um, mother, and I don't even remember who the fuck is her father. But, like, I was like, okay, boring. And then, here's the thing. The sex was horrendous. Like, it was the worst reading sex scenes I've ever read in my life. And I was like, you, I have to read, I was like, I have to read three more of these? Absolutely not. I won't. I won't. And, oh, I want to throw up. Hector, Axel, Zach, and Paxson. She's like, they're faded maids, so they're supposed to share her or whatever. Um okay. The entire book, they have nicknames for her, and they're called Lamp, Cookie, Rosebud, and Buttercup. And you will not, every time they talk to her, what's wrong, my lamb? What's wrong, my rosebud? Oh, Cookie, are you okay? Oh, Buttercup, you, ugh! So anyways, yeah. Worst experience of my life. Um, Next, we have Growling for My Mate by Shaw, Hart, and Skylar elder um i don't even remember this book so (laughs) 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 it's two stars oh 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 see i'm reading the description now and it's it's bringing me back so we have greer and she's a human and we have slate and he's alpha and i remember now why i gave it two stars because greer is like 18 no she's 17 and like she grew up in this pack or whatever and she's like you know she doesn't feel like she's belongs because she's like 
human and everyone else is like wolf shifters, right? Right, right? And then the minute she turns 18... She shifts? No. Our dude, Mr. Slate over here, is like my mate and runs after her. And he's like, she's the one for me. Literally, as the, the, the clock strike 12. I was like... Okay, fuck this shit. But I was like, biology does not work like that, my friend. But okay, we'll, we'll, we'll understand for you. Know, apparently the minute, she, like, as soon as she turned 18, the his wolf just roared and was like, mate, mate, mate. And, like, attacked his, like, best friend over her because that's his mate. I was like, this is stupid. Imagine and- if, like, an- animals could read time like that, like... You know, they know exactly what time it is in Eastern time. Not Pacific, you know, not KST, but... Yeah, right? Like, PST. okay, you know, now that, you, now that you're mentioning it, how did they, like, yeah, no, for real, like, how? why did he not think she turned 18 back when it, like, hit the next day on, like, in New Zealand or something? You know, like, whatever. I was just like, I was like, this is... This is stupid. And that's probably why I blocked it from my mind. I gave it like two stars. Just, I don't know why I didn't give it one star. I think I just didn't feel like it at the time or something. But give it one star because, like, yeah. (laughs) But, um, and then the the last one is Irish Mafia's Boss Baby, Boss's Baby of Convenience, a Black Woman White Man Romance. Listen to me. (laughs) At the time that I read this, (laughs) anytime something is labeled, a black woman, Asian man, a black woman, a white man. No, I'm like, oh girl, no, be a mess. listen to me. At first, I thought like when I got this because it was a part of like the Insta Love um thingy. When I got this, it only said Irish Mafia boss, mm-hmm. like that's all it said. And the description sounded interesting, where it was like, um, I don't even see. <laughs> Does he have a real description on? <laughs> on Goodreads but it's I wish I could remember their names but I literally can't hold on let me just pull up my kindle real quick I wish isn't that so bad that I can't even remember their names um I want to say it's something that sounds very stereotypically Irish so like something Callahan or something (laughs) Colin Paul theater I don't know honestly hold on Irish Irish, Irish, Irish Mafia, Mafia. It's not even pulling up on my Kindle. <laughs> it's been erased from history. It, it like, it literally, my Kindle is probably like, mm, you sure you want to remember you read that? <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I think I may have like deleted it actually. <laughs> Damn! It was that serious. That's. I think I may have, like, deleted it off my Kindle. Like, permanently deleted it off my Kindle. Whatever. We're just gonna call them girl and boy. So, anyways. the Basically, the story was that, like, she... Ha- it, it was supposed to be a marriage of convenience. Because her brother owes money. And so, she decides to marry old boy because of it. Because he's, like, a mafia boss. Except... And he's not really a mafia boss because, like, this other chick, Donna or whatever, is the mafia boss. And he's more of, like, the enforcer. And they basically, like, grow. I don't know. This shit was stupid. I gave it one star because it... it Laura, her name is Lara and his name is Cahill. Oh, thank you. 
or Kato. I don't know how you pronounce that. Thank you for that, girl. <laughs> so Laura, <laughs> so Laura ends up um, being married to him, and my main issue with this is that. They kept saying how he's an old man and he's a cradle robber. And everyone in the book was, like, saying, like, all these things. But he was only 38 years old. Okay. And, like, she was, like, like she would be talking to him and she'd be, like, okay, old man. And I'm, like, how old are you? <laughs> because, like, here's the thing. She can't be any younger than, like, 23 because she finished school and was working at a job and was established enough in her career that she was pissed off that she got passed over for this promotion because of another girl so i was like that's that's not like a huge like yeah it's an age gap but it's not like the type of age gap that's like you know what i'm saying yeah so i was so confused and then i was like i was also very confused by when they started falling in love with each other and then i was like didn't this bitch say she owned a car where did that car go and then, like, why was he called a boss if someone else was calling the shots? And then, like, they escaped to Ireland, right, to go live with his, like, brother because, like, Deborah like, tried to get her killed and raped. And, like, I was like, did Deborah just let him leave? Like, wouldn't she just, like, she's a boss. Like, I don't know. I, I doubt any mafia boss is just going to let you, like, leave and then they tried to allude to the fact that he snitched on deborah to like the police to like the irs or whatever and i was like it's not the irs what are they called immigration that he's but like why would he snitch to immigration what the fuck does immigration have to do with like narcotic like narcotics and like gang shit like snitch to the actual police and even if he did snitch like someone somewhere is gonna get revenge on you like i know how mafia stories work i was just like so confused by this and then i was like listen the author who wrote this i if if she ever listens to this i apologize but i don't think that girl is black because the way she was describing laura her caramel cocoa sweetener side who's the author of that book i don't know Brittany brooke Okay, so I'm on her 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 um Amazon store, and she has some crazy ass titles. Okay, like <laughs> and draw, oh yeah, well you continue. And but, like, and <laughs> the other thing is, she got pregnant, and I hate babies. So yeah, one star. Her, her, topic, her title says, "Hi, I'm Brittany, and I love billionaires and super yeah." So I wrote that. I wrote that in my review. I was like, I wish I had known that. She said, like, I wish I had read her author's page before I started this book, because then I would have never read the fucking book. So I guess you're not going to want to hear a plus size secretary's babies. Anyways, <laughs> back to the, the book that we read together, um, The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna. It's a debut YA novel. <laughs> we were late to record today because Nat was reading it right up until we started recording. <laughs> Plus side, plus size women's babies. Oh my god, Matt, we're done talking about it. I'm sorry, these titles are killing me. Like they are actually, <laughs> I'm deceased right now. Okay, yes, let's talk about the gilded ones. Woo, woo! Read a description for them. Um, let me look up that description in there. Oh my god, the I was one. giving my mouth a break because I was talking too much. Plus, I know I have to gear up for our discussion. 
Yes. So we gotta make this okay. nice and quick. <laughs> okay, so 16-year-old Decca. I hate that stupid Goodreads pop-up. Okay. A uh, 16-year-old Decca lives in fear and ante- anticipation of the blood ceremony that will determine whether she will become a member of her village. Already different from everyone else because of her natural intuition, Decca prays for red blood so she can finally feel like she belongs. But on the day of the ceremony, her blood runs gold and the color the color of impurity, and Decca knows she will face a consequence worse than death. Then a mysterious woman comes to her with a choice. Stay in the village and submit to her fate, or leave to fight for the emperor in an army of girls just like her. They are called Alaki, near immortals with rare gifts, and they are the only ones who can stop the empire's greatest threats. Knowing the dangers that lie ahead, yet yearning for acceptance, Decca decides to leave the only life she's ever known. But as she journeys to the capital to train for the biggest battle of her life, she will discover that the great walled city holds many surprises. Nothing and no one are quite what they seem, not even Decca herself. Okay, so what are your thoughts? <laughs> I actually really liked it. I Me thought too. that it was interesting. I like that there wasn't a lot of like wasted pages. I mean, obviously, yes. I had a time frame when I was reading this, but also I just like that. Like, I felt that there was usually with a lot of these novels, you end up like, okay, I don't need you to describe, you know, the color of the bookshelf for five pages oh my God. okay george rr R. martin i'm looking at you okay okay so <laughs> i actually so while i was yeah. reading this i was like sending messages to my friend because yeah. i couldn't do it to you because you know we're reading it together and i didn't want to like spoil anything yeah. but i was sending messages to my friend because this is that's just, like a fun goofy thing that i do because i think i'm like important and people want to hear what i have to say but i was reading this and um Remember, we attempted to read Riches Steeped. Well, I attempted to read Riches yeah. Steeped in Gold. You didn't yeah. even like open the book, which good on you, girl. But I borrowed it. I have it here. <laughs> it's sitting on top of my bookshelf right now. <laughs> but like with certain books, like I feel like a lot of these books, especially with like fantasy, they sometimes like when you start reading it, they just immediately throw you into this world, and they talk about like. The, the violet sun opened on the carcass the night two four and I'm like don't know what any of this shit means I don't know what you're talking about like it make you're make you're not making sense to me I'm just like like in my mind all I'm hearing is word 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 blah blah word 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 you know what I'm saying like all these hisaras I liked the very like simplistic but also this like even though it was very simple it was still done to yeah it was still done very satisfactory to me personally like I was still able to see the world that she was building and imagine the things that she was saying without her heavy like a night without heavy prose weighing down everything because you don't need to describe like you don't need to tell me that someone's nostril flares at a 2.5 angle (laughs) under the cold night brew of the winter sun smiling like I don't need all that personally you know yeah yeah because I end up skipping a lot of that so it's 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 better (laughs) if you just don't have it I like her so I thought like it was like very like simple the way the um what's it called the um what was I saying? Oh, I was trying to say that I thought it was very fast paced, you know? 
Yes. Like there wasn't any like scene or moment that felt like it was just there to be there. Like even when like spoiler, when Katya died, I was like, I was surprised. But then like the way that it I tied was in at the end. I was very like, surprised when Katya made, died. Yeah, it made sense because I was yeah. like, okay, so this is not just like a oh your friend died kind of thing that yeah. you're really battle. It was more like, oh, there's actually like a purpose for every single for thing every single that has thing. happened in, yeah. in this novel. And like so basically Decca, you know, her her blood is gold. She, you know, is gonna be sullied shit because they have this really interesting religion which is like a mixture of all the abrahamic religions judaism islam and christianity and so it's very and i mean they took all the very misogynistic parts of it obviously and that's like the point of this is like all the women are basically like they have to cover their faces they have to cover their bodies they're not even allowed to like cut do anything they're not allowed to do yes anything and like if you go against this then you're gonna be like the most you can be be is like the temple head or whatever and they're like you know they, they they're don't yeah sub, yeah they're subjugated to the men or you can become a whore like those yeah, are the two things like, that you can yeah. do because like be a wife be, yeah be a whore be a temple woman that that that's the three jobs exactly, <laughs> in this society exactly, exactly so um she like basically her chance at being anything is is sullied at that point so she has to like choose like either the death there's literally a death mandate so if your yeah. blood goes gold like they literally have the right to murder you but she just doesn't die they tried to kill her nine times she didn't die um, they take her to the city. She becomes aware with all her friends. And basically, like, the women, the girls in this group are all um, alaki. So they're all, like, supposed to be supposedly demon sullied women, sullied girls who are just, like, monsters and not fit to be, like, pure women or whatever. So that's why they're basically just using them to murder these um, beasts. Death Death Shriekers, yeah, who are, like, just... We don't know anything about them, but we just know them. We gotta kill them. So they are paired up with male soldiers which was really odd to me but i was like okay um and then <laughs> it's because and then like the author basically tried to say it's because they don't view them as women right they yeah they they view them as very like subservient it doesn't matter that they're paired exactly. up but i'm like y'all not worried about them fucking and shit that was like... what i was confused about but i guess we can, you know like i guess we're supposed to believe that their faith was strong you know, strong enough to, like, make the men not ever want to have sex with these women, even though they knew that, like, the girls that were being brought, like, the Alaki that were being brought into the city were, like, being raped and shit. Like, that, that's why it was kind of weird. It was so weird. But yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so then, basically, we start to find out more histories of about the Death Shriekers, and we find out that, basically, oh, the women in, like, basically, their very patriarchal society was basically matriarchal and they had female gods and they basically like her sons were dicks and their husbands and stuff like that and they just like they tortured and locked away the female gods and they created this really patriarchal society and basically um when these girls die they turn into death shriekers so they're just basically murdering their own kind at this point and you know um misogyny does not win in the end because uh Decca is the chosen one and she you know makes her choice quite like I feel like around like maybe mid to three quarters in the book she decides 
she knows what she needs to do really um even though she doesn't put it into words because by then she has her little pet and she's kind of understanding that she can like understand them and like you know she's putting the pieces yeah, together yeah she's she, not, like she's she, not a dummy but she it took her too long though i think personally because like i'm sorry like you think some bitch is gonna tell me I'll tell you everything you need to know. No, you need to stop fucking tell me now. Like, yeah, when you talk yeah, about, yeah. I'll tell you what you need to know in time. Um, but, like, it's weird. So, like, I like the book, right? I really yeah. did. I gave it 3.5. Um, I rounded it up to 4, I believe, on Goodreads. Um, and then on Storygraph, I gave it 3.5. But I think one of the issues I had in particular, well, I had, like, a couple, but they're not, like, huge things that would, like, deter my enjoyment of the book, you know? Mm-hmm. But I felt like, um, I don't know if there's really any solid character growth that was shown to us. I felt, I felt like it was all told to us. And I felt like a lot of things were told rather than shown. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I feel like she, like the author did so much of like, Oh yeah, for three months we did this, 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 and we did this, and we we went here, we went there, we went there. You know, I'm gonna say, you know what I'm saying? Like it just felt like there was like so much that was like very explanatory about it, rather than really shown to us as the reader. And that's something that I that's just an issue that I have with a lot of books when they like choose to focus more on like telling people. And I just I feel like the author didn't think that we could put certain things together but like she like she then like because like something happened like something would happen earlier in the book and then when we got to like the later part it would be like oh you know xyz needed to like she would then verbally tell us oh yeah we needed xyz to happen so that qrs would happen but like we could have already inferred that as readers that yeah QRS did happen because XYZ happened. Like, she didn't need to tell us that 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 happened. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I will say that one of the, like, scenes that I thought was actually, like, really well done, or actually, I think the best parts of the book, I thought, were, like, when she had gotten, just arrived to start her training and she met the other girls. I think those were, like, the best parts of the yes, book. Yes, I agree. Because I felt that, like, those were the parts where they did show less. They showed more than told us. It was like the girls, you know, um, like her and and uh, what was that girl's name? Beltokas or something like that. Belkaris. Like, yeah, Belkaris. girl. Yeah, who, you know, <laughs> was, I don't know, her and, um, I thought her and Deca were going to be like, you know, enemies or some shit like that. Really? But then, I really, didn't think that. Well, I thought at first they were going to be because, you know, she was like so focused on like her escape and Decca was still oh I will say one thing I was kind of annoying was how Decca was still very religious I mean it took that's what the thing though like I felt like it took so long and like the thing was it was kind of like a zero to a hundred yeah that's 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 how it felt like to me like like there was that point that point where like they were on the boat going there or whatever and um like with um the twins and you know Decca was like let's pray and like <laughs> and, and everybody else was like okay if you want to and then <laughs> and then of course um Britta was like okay let's do it like together or whatever right <laughs> like but like it was kind of weird how she went from like super religious to like 
religion. What I don't know this thing. Yeah, and it's like all I remember are the fact that they tried to kill me. And then that's the thing, and that's the thing too, because it's like, and that's like another part of like the show versus tell thing, because it was like, it just felt like she, like I feel like they're they're they didn't really show anything that was the reason why she started second guessing things you know and her well, I, did, I think there were subtle things i just didn't think it was like it i think it was too subtle like when she was like realizing how the men in their society kept them meek so that they couldn't fight back that was like a thing that i like and she thought about like how like oh my god they've kept us like so so blinded you know by this this religion thing and like and when she she couldn't remember her father's face and things like that so i think there were like little moments but they were so subtle and forgettable like in the grand scheme of things that they weren't moments that you could think you could easily like parse out and be like oh yeah that makes sense why she would think this at this point because you know she she had yeah said to me i just felt like it went from like zero to 100 where yeah. like once she could understand the death streak that's when i feel like she really was like oh wait you know yeah um but i mean overall i said i i enjoyed it um i will say i just felt like this book could have been gay and (laughs) i'm very disappointed that it's not gay i mean i knew it wasn't gonna be gay but i just feel like it should have been like i feel like the, the it was right there like if if they had given us gay i would have been like okay and i will say i was gonna be so sad if Britta really, really died. I know, I know. <laughs> I was actually expecting it at the end too, and then she didn't. I was like, yes. like I literally, I like that was the her. only part of the book where I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. you better not kill her. <laughs> but I mean, I, 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 like, I enjoyed the book too. I would say that I would probably give it a three out of five as well. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I did. I, I think it was a really it. good, yeah. solid debut. Like, and it was I a really solid the, debut. Yeah, I thought the like I did think it was a bit convoluted at the end. Yes, very. You know, like, it but was you know, like you have discovered our master plan. You are the chosen one. Here is this unnecessary <laughs> story. And I was just like, and then like when she was fighting the emperor, that was there's so much exposition while she's so fighting much exposition. I was just like, Which, bro, like are you guys once again at this point? was it really necessary? <laughs> like once again, once again, was it really? needed like yeah. so much of it was really like so much of that exposition that happened in the last like what like five or so chapters wasn't really needed but i would still read the sequel because I, w- oh, I, I would still too. read the sequel because i mean um, they still have to recapture the land from all the men so i'm yeah. kind of excited to see to read about so that they're Especially, gonna go to war yeah and i kind of like that like her love interest wasn't a dick at first and turned around to not being a dick you know, like I. But I mean, he was never like he was never a dick, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that though because yeah. I feel like it could have been easy to be like, oh, he's a soldier, so now he has to decide. He has to determine if he wants to turn. I will. I did say that. I did say. I was like. I was like when he like was like, Decca, I'll kill you, blah blah blah, and I was like, you know what, men do deserve one right, and not one <laughs> i was like when he, when he when he was like yeah remember you told me blah 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 but it was cute i liked it yeah, they, i did was i the only one who was just like why are they having their first kiss here like was <laughs> I the only person when there was like that? a million other all this time that they were just like spending time together yes on yeah like they decide like right after all this storytelling 
in also, front of all these women. That whole like virgin um scene was very unnecessary. Like, what was the point of it? I don't. I don't. Know. Was it like what, no? Really, what was the point? Yeah. Just to tell us that um Adawapa was gay? Like, was that the point? Like, clearly. <laughs> okay. Clearly. <laughs> so that's it for books. Yeah. Wow, that books was definitely our longest segment this episode. Why, why was it our longest segment though? It's because Nikki read too many books. This is why hey, Nikki I, a booktube. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, 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 maybe I'll create or a TikTok for Soju, and yeah. it'll work as the book portion. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we can we can still talk about books on here, but yeah, I mean, there's still because you read so much, like it would be kind of cool for you to like, you know, <laughs> okay, put a time limit to it. So our special topic for today, which we are getting to because we promised you guys last week, and that's yeah, gonna be like. That's gonna be like, what is it? I don't remember. No, I know what it is. It's about Love Island, Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) It's about the portrayal of black women in dating shows. Like, so like in in reality shows, yes, but we're we're taking a specific look at the way it is in dating shows. And I know you don't know much about this because you don't watch a lot of reality TV. But okay, so you know, this summer, spent a lot of time watching Love Island because it's what I do in the summer. It's my favorite thing. Um as a like a very like seasoned watcher of like the Love Island and Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette, stuff like that. So right now Bachelor in Paradise is airing. And I just I'm not very fond of the way I don't know why black women go on these shows, you know? Yeah. It's it's just so disheart like it's so disheartening to see them on these shows. Um, time and time again, because like they're treated as so undesirable, mm-hmm. and I feel like the only right now, like as I'm like going through my mind, thinking of like the positive, like which show really shows like a positive portrayal of like a black woman being wanted, is probably Love Is Blind. That's like the only like positive, like love, black love from like a reality show that I can think of currently um are you the one they did it so are you the one that's like a show where they have like 10 people well 20 people so 10 boys 10 girls and they have to like find their perfect match right um I believe it was season five they had this really fine ass man Clinton and this girl Uche Uche and they had like immediately gravitated towards each other. They were like joined at the hip. Um, then they have to go to like this thing called the truth boot, which will tell you if it's a perfect match or not. And it turns out that they weren't a perfect match. And so they had to like separate because, you know, the team was trying to win money. Was it season five or was it season six? Honestly, I don't know. It's too many seasons to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually it was season six, I believe, because season five was Carolina, I think. Yeah. Season five was a season that lost. So basically then they like went through the troop with whatever they won. And they actually ended up staying together because usually these couples don't stay together. And I, this, I let me look it up. So I think this, this was probably like 2017 or so maybe. 
Um, I wanted because I feel like I was still in college or something. Well, I wasn't in college in 2017, but <laughs> I feel <laughs> like it was a while ago. But they ended up staying together, right? And them staying together. Oh, oh, let's see. This was 2017. Ooh, damn, Nikki. And I just say my mind, my brain ain't work, but clearly it work. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they stayed. They ended up staying together, and they actually just got married the other day. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's very, very, very cute. Yeah, they actually got married the other day. So that was, like, really nice to see. But I guess, like, that's one of, like, the very few instances in which I've seen a Black woman be, like, appreciated and loved on reality TV show. Um, Most recently, Bachelor in Paradise, we have um, Natasha. Um, She is, I don't remember which season of whose Bachelor she is. But for people who don't know, Bachelor in Paradise is basically where the rejects from Bachelor and Bachelorette go to, like, Mexico, and they mingle and try to... It's kind of like a Love Island thing, right? So they go and they mingle and they try to form connections, and at the end, you, like, get engaged, right? If you, like, stay long enough. So, like, you you go, you form a connection, and then if you, like, stay long enough, you'll end up, like, engaged someone. Um, And so Natasha went with season with um Tasha's season one of Tasha's season favorite Brendan and they had this like relationship on the show where it was like oh it's very cute um he was being nice he told her you know we're the strongest couple here lo and behold there's this other woman Piper who she's also I believe she's mixed I don't think she's I could be wrong I'm not 100% sure just as a disclaimer for anyone who's listening but I think she's mixed. I think she's like back in something. But it's there were rumors surfacing that Piper and Brendan were actually dating before the show. And so then when when she, Piper came into paradise, he basically just like gaslights and dumps this, and dumps on Natasha. And it was so like disheartening to watch because it was like he was like telling her, oh. If it wasn't for me, you would have no prospects on this beach and like stuff like that. And like the whole thing is if you have a relationship, like if you were already in a relationship before, why would you come on this show? Yeah. And then they were being like the worst villains you could think of because they were saying all kinds of shit while mic'd up. Like how dumb are you to be saying stuff while the mic is on you? And so that's like one of the incidents. Another incident that happened recently, for like the first time in a long time, and actually in Love Island history, and this is Love Island UK, we had a, we had two black people in the finale. Oh. And okay. Yeah, Tyler and Kaz, and Love Island in particular has this way of portraying black women that really annoys me. I've watched, I've been watching Love Island since like the third season. I went back and watched the first two after. But the way like, I don't, so I don't know if you noticed, but the concept of Love Island is in the beginning, you have these five people, like five girls, and then the guys step out and then they like step out to see if they're interested and like pick them or whatever. The black girl never gets chosen. (laughs) Like ever. And then they don't send people on these shows who like black people, right? 
or they don't send men in particular who like black women. And so then the black women end up getting screwed over in the end almost all the time. Like we had people bullying down Samira for not wanting Alex, even though Alex was not even really attracted to Samira. But they had like a friendship going on. We had Yawande being castracized on the internet so much when Danny came in and then Danny like mugging her off for Arabella. And then we had cases of um, Amber being portrayed as too aggressive towards Michael. But the, and then when and then Michael being too quote unquote pissy whipped for Amber. And so then when he went to Casa Moore and came back, that's like, like Amber is like the first and only, um, I'm not sure if Amber is fully black either. I believe she might be mixed as well. Um, let me just do a quick search because <clears throat> I want to, I want people to come fight me, but <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> Mm, it doesn't say, but I don't believe she's fully black. Um, but she actually ends up being the first, like, winner of Love Island that's not white. <laughs> like, and I think that Love Island shows because they were pissed off about that. Decided that never again is that gonna happen, and they went. They doubled down in the next season. <laughs> the next season they um went to what's it called oh so her dad is from trinidad and tobago but she doesn't and she doesn't we don't know where her mom is from and then she said that she has a little bit of chinese and Sp spanish heritage that like i mean she definitely does like she doesn't give off like a fully black type vibe you know what i'm saying yeah so it makes sense. But, like, I think they doubled down because the next season, they had the plainest, whitest, blandest couple <laughs> win. Because <laughs> they were like, no. I, they were like, we refuse to have another person of color win. Because, like, the second runner-up couple for this, the, the season after were literally the best couple. It was Shawnee's and Luke T. Luke T is a black man. Shawnee's is, um, I want to say, some type of, middle eastern arab descendants in her okay. you know okay. and they should have won because like they had like the better in my opinion better love story but they didn't win and then this season we had this man who literally went to casa amor and did all kinds of thing but because the producers were so intent in making the winner be them they did not show much of um cousin tyler's relationship which is it's so funny right because tyler came in specifically for kaz and he like when he yeah he messed up in casa amor but then they like came back and kind of find found their way back to each other okay situation yes it was toxic yes it was kind of messy but like you saw them work but when I tell you, they gave them little to no screen time. And then the only screen time they awarded Kaz with was when she was yelling or being angry about something, rightfully so. And then everyone would be like, oh my gosh, she's so aggressive. She's so this, she's so that. 
Whereas you had people like Faye, who seriously needs some therapy, but because she's a white woman who was going around calling this black man worthless and how he's this, 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 and this, running him all around, no one was saying any of this thing. The Daily Mail did not include Kaz and Tyler in their list of the finalist couples, even though they were a finalist. So many places have in- excluded um, Kaz and Tyler from so many of their talks about like the final couple. And it's like, this is the first time you've had a black couple in the final. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, England is a racist country, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. So that's not. And then even in Love Island this year. So in Love Island this year, US version, we had this long standing triangle between two black girls and a black man because what they only casted like one black man who likes black women. And it's like, it's just like so irritating to watch. You know what I'm saying? So I have a question, um, just because I have, I don't watch any of these shows, as mm-hmm. I mean, people know, but I do see a lot of my initials on Twitter talk mm-hmm. about them. And also in the group chats, they talk about them. So I was just like, you know, do you have to watch these things? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, that's kind of the thing that I get at the end of it, because it's like, you know, if, if they're doing the same thing over and over and over again, what can like, I say? yeah, Sometimes... I don't know. So this is me, right? Um, yeah. And me and Ivory have said it. Shout out to you, Ivory. We've said it a lot of times. Like, when I watch shows, like, um, some in Love Island, I do try, I root for them to find love in Love Island because I feel like they could, or I root for them to win. So, like, last, so, like, the season two of Love Island, I did not believe Caleb whatsoever when he when he was all like black love, blah, blah, blah. And him and Justine won season two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and But I voted for them because I wanted them to win. But like when I watch shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, I immediately, like, I don't even consider these the black people to be a part of the running. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, when- so then, so then like, are you like, are if you don't, so then you're watching for the white couples. In The Bachelor, I yeah. with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I I don't usually I watch I don't watch it a lot, but I do watch it from time to time just because I like to watch white people make fools of themselves on TV. <laughs> it entertains me, what can I say? Okay, um, no, no, I was like, as I said, like I wonder because like it's not just like the dating stuff, it's even like Big Brother and stuff like that. I always see people complaining about them, but I'm like Well, so... Big Brother I so I don't watch Big Brother, but I yeah. did hear that this season everyone in the final six is a person of color and that's never happened and this is what season 23 yeah 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 but this is but this is what i mean right like for me like personally excluding tvd because i think that was like the only thing that i actually and i actually stopped watching it before it ended too so like i can't i can't even count Mm -hmm. it basically for me if i feel like what i'm getting is not what i like what I'm I yeah. want to get I just get I don't watch okay? so like, like for me most of the times with like because sometimes I do end up liking certain people right like um on the like Jubilee I loved her on the bachelor on the bachelor on her season of the bachelor and mm-hmm. so I do when when she left I like just stopped watching it 
you know because like there's certain character um contestants that you end up do liking so yeah. like when she left i just like i was like oh i don't really care who wins i don't want to watch anymore type thing um and it's like that similar case where like um this season with love island once cash left i didn't care anymore i was like okay cash is gone i don't really need to watch it anymore because she was who i was rooting for to win yeah you know okay no because i as i said i just like i wonder because i'm like yeah as i said like for me like case in point on uh, new amsterdam i honestly didn't care about any of the characters but i was like oh max and what's her name are cute so like maybe they could be a thing but then i saw that like it wasn't gonna happen or wasn't gonna happen fast enough and i just stopped watching but I see now that they, I saw that it happened, and so I'm in. gonna watch it. Yeah, I, I was like, "Oh, they're all in now," because they literally like the promo for the next season is like that you've missed of them. So I was like, "Okay." I'll so now I'm, gonna, I'm literally that. about to binge watch the shit out of this show just to <laughs> exactly. watch. It. But this is what I mean, right? Like, I, I like, I don't know if it's just like because of trauma, but I just cannot, I can't stick it out, hoping for the best, expect like expecting. The yeah, worst. I mean. I yeah, I wouldn't more. say I wouldn't say I do that, and like it does get frustrating to watch it because like you know it's like the same, like especially like as someone who does watch a lot of like reality so mm-hmm. shows, you know it's the same formula that they do all the time. But then you can't help it but try to root for the black people, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're gonna more watch, so, you might as well. Yeah, you know? but more so, I root for them. Like I said, when it comes to like Bachelor and Bachelor and um Bachelor and Bachelorette. I really don't root for them because I just know there's no way they're going to be the one to win or sorry, not to win, to, to f- <coughs> find love <laughs> and marry the bachelor, the bachelorette, <coughs> not to win. Cause it's not a competition, quote unquote. Right. But I always, I just like, I like, I root for them to last long enough so that they can get all those like sponsorships and <laughs> IG followers. <laughs> Okay, no, but I mean, then, that's like, good. Because, I mean, there are people. Like, they're not actors acting a part. Yeah. They're supposed to be themselves. So I get that. Yeah, but then, like, shows like Love Island, where there is, like, you do, quote-unquote, win. Even though, yeah, you find love, there's, at the end, there's $50,000 for you, you know? Yeah. Like, and, like, you vote and, like, try to make people win, whatever. Um, Even, like, Too Hot to Handle. I just, like, I feel like a lot of people are so obsessed with the caricature, especially in reality TV still, of presenting the black woman as being so angry and aggressive that it's just like whenever they they're not allowed to do anything else in these reality shows mm-hmm. like Rachel they talked need, to, they, it's like they need a Shaniqua character yeah no, Rachel no, talked Shaniqua about Shaniqua, it yeah Rachel talked about it like when she once she finally left Bachelor Nation she discussed it so that Rachel for people who don't know the first ever um black bachelorette now we're having another Black Bachelorette. Um, her season begins, I think, in a couple of weeks after Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, yeah, but, and- like, Bachelor themselves have to, like, rebrand because then they have to fire the host for being racist. Yes. Yep. Ah, okay. I figured. And so Rachel talked about it because that's how she ended up, like, leaving the thing, too, because, like, she and him got into it. But she talked about it uh, on her season. Like, she had to be so conscious of how she was – being manipulated and like done by the producers like whenever like when her and Vanessa got into that argument she knew she couldn't like come at her the way that she wanted to because she would have been portrayed as the angry black woman Mm -hmm. and so it's like whereas white women are allowed to just be like loud and aggressive all the time they're not being they're not told 
that they are loud and aggressive. They're like, oh, she feels the way she feels and she needs to vent it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I get that. Okay. I was just wondering, um, yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I've just never really been into reality, but also like, I don't really even watch like, I like contemporary dramas, but I like <laughs> fantastical shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a very strange sort of mix. I like the escapism, but this dystopian shit is not working for me because I can't escape because it's all like right now. Um, but I did want to say like, <laughs> just really quickly, um, because Nikki's been getting into this monster thing, I did want to read up on it because I had like, me and my book club met last Friday. And, like one of the books that they met, like somebody mentioned when we we're talking about like a book to, to read together was that. Ice, Ice Planet Barbarians. Yes. I have not read it yet. <laughs> yes, but it was on TikTok and that was a book that came up. And I'm like, okay, so like, and it was brought up by somebody in my book club who's like, not at all like what I would say spicy or adventurous. Like, to this person, I would say like the spices is like the Sultan's mistress, you know, like that's as salty as it gets, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of romance novels. So when they brought it up, I'm like, okay, so monster shit is like, big thing now like I feel like it's a it's an up-and-coming niche market you know in in the romance romance landia as they call it and so no shade to anybody who's into it not at all but it just comes across like a lot of the women who are into these monster things really like gangbangs (laughs) <laughs> and they really want them with men with really really huge cocks but because <laughs> they can't go and be like because they can't go with the old trope of black, big black dick they have to create a new um like these new monsters these new humanoid monsters sort of like to circumvent that because it's like well you know you could be with black man who you know stereotypically has the big dick and that's like his own genre or you can fuck this werewolf man or some <laughs> shit like that because he also has a big dick you know <laughs> and then like i was talking to nikki to i was you know mentioning this theory to nikki before and she was like oh yeah and that's what and like they tag it as interracial as well which mm-hmm. is its own problem because <laughs> humankind is a species it's not a race like in comparison to wolves, it's not a race, you know. Like, <laughs> like, like in wolves, there are not races of wolves; they're breeds, right? Like, or you know, in humans, there's no like, it's race. Like that's how they determine people. Whether or not you agree with that, I mean, it is a social construct, whatever. But like that's how they do it. So it's not interracial for you know a girl and and a milkman and like like a cowman or some shit. I don't know. But like, you know, like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I know. Can't. I just feel like I personally just feel like it's white women deciding, you know, like the like we can't do we can't just have all these romances with these black dudes. So let's just fuck some animals. And I'm just like, girls, do you, I guess. It's and with fun. all that being said, Nat and I are gonna definitely I'm gonna find one of those weird ass monster shit for us to read for you guys for the next episode. You're <laughs> Yes, yes. We're going to read a retelling of Beauty and the Beast where he stays the beast the whole time. (laughs) Wait, there's actually a book. No, there's a book. I saw it on TikTok. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. There is a book where someone was like, Oh, do you like Beauty and the Beast but kind of wished he saved the beast the whole time? This is the book for you. 
Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. <laughs> yes. Final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any final thoughts. Happy birthday, Che Young Jae. But that would probably be it. <laughs> um, my final thought is read Moth, guys. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's her final thought. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have anything to you add. You already used like, your final thought. Yeah, so thank thought, you guys well, for listening. Well, 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 well. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to also add, if you guys are looking for a good time, watch Final Space. You know, I know you mentioned math, so I'll just mention Final Space. <laughs> and also, if you really want to laugh for like eight minutes, watch the video of JB reading Thirst Tweets because the girls are thirsty and he's regretting every choice he's made in his entire life in those eight minutes. It's so funny. So I definitely would recommend to watch that. You know, the world's garbage. So find your joy the way in any way that you can. Also, we have some, you know, um, we some exciting news coming, I think. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this is so Exciting news. Okay, guys. This is news to me too. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. You can find us. On Twitter at Soju Chronicles and Gmail at Soju Chronicles at gmail.com. Nikki's gonna make a TikTok and yeah. Oh god, no, don't say that because now I might <laughs> actually have to make a TikTok. <laughs> well, it'll be good. It'll be a good place for you to put your books out. So yeah. Um, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, you know how to reach us. Um, we will definitely try to use our account a lot more. Yes. In the implement days. We're working on it. We're working on ourselves, guys. And yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.